friends, and welcome back to the Adventures with Severs podcast. How long has it been? Probably two months. It's mm. been long enough that you forgot the intro. Correct. Long <laughs> enough where I forgot the intro. And it's funny because this is the first episode of 2023, but I recorded the second episode before the first. I still, I'm not used to it yet, but hello. Did you forget what I look like? Because I did or sound like if you're listening to this on the audio form, Matt. But I'm back and I have brought my best friend and your best friend, Andrea Dahlgren, back to uh we're just gonna we're just gonna chat. This is this is what the first episode back is gonna be. Mm-hmm. Where I've a B- been. A BFF catch-up. A BFF catch-up, yeah. where I've been, what I've been doing. Honestly, what Angela's been doing because I haven't checked in with her really. <laughs> it's been uh, a lot. Uh, yeah. I first of all, happy New Year. Oh yeah. We're happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's we Day. We missed happy a couple New holidays. <laughs> um. Yeah. This. Listen, I recorded an episode. I think the last episode I recorded was my trip recap maybe that sounds right to me I hit episode 50 and then I was like all right I'm gonna take a break for the holidays Mm -hmm. and if y'all don't know well y'all might know but if you're new here if you don't know honestly January and February are really tough months for me mentally and 2023 it was just like a big year of like milestones for those months. And I just, uh, let's be honest, I wasn't feeling it. I was not motivated. Mental health was at an all time low. It it just, it wasn't it for me. Uh, Last year I started therapy, the end of last year. So we're still, we're still going to therapy y'all. We're, we're still doing that. Uh, Y'all don't have to be too concerned. Angela's always concerned. I'm always concerned. I, I'm a mom. <laughs> I text her and she's like, Stephanie, maybe you need, maybe you need to go to another session or something. And I'm like, I'm fine. I can wait for a week or whatever. Um, but 2023, 10 years since my dad passed away, which was the whole basis of this show and what I do with my life. And that hit harder this year. I think. For me, and like I've I've been anticipating it hitting harder. I think my emotions have just been at an all-time high in general. But I think now that my life, I, I mean, life is always crazy, but life has kind of settled down. I've gotten into a rhythm. I'm not like trying to do 10,000 things. Uh, I just feel like I could sit with my myself and my feelings. And that was that was a lot. And then... What was the other thing that happened? That my dad's birthday is at the beginning of February. And like motivation just wasn't there. It wasn't it for me. Just wasn't in the cards. So here we are at the end of February, putting out an episode because we're back, hopefully. You'll you'll at least get two up. No, you'll at least get three episodes because I am recording the third episode tomorrow. So We'll see if we can get this train a chugging. But I, I haven't really done anything. If you've seen my social media. What have I been really posting, guys? I posted one TikTok this year. Uh, Instagram, lackluster. Like, don't force yourself, I think, yeah. is really the moral. I, Angela, I don't, I don't even know where you've been. 
<laughs> not on social doing? media. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I've been through my share of deaths and, you know, t- 2019, the end of it was really, really hard for me. We had had like six deaths in three years. And some of those were extremely close to me. And it is, it is not the same thing as losing a parent. Like, I mean, you spoke of this right now. I had a dream I lost my dad yesterday and it is still sitting with me this afternoon. And I have been like super emotional all day. Uh, It's just, there's no feeling like it losing a parent. It doesn't matter if you're the age you were when you were really young, or if you're like my parents' age where they've lost you know, their parents. I can't imagine what it's been like for you, Steffers, and the fact that you wake up and you live for him and you keep going every day. I'm going to get emotional. It's not, it's not even <laughs> happening to me. <laughs> the fact that you keep going every day, um, you know, knowing that this is someone that you won't see again until, you know, if you believe in a higher power again someday. Um, I'm just really proud of you because that's not easy. It, I love you. Number one, I love you. Number two, I like cry. <laughs> oh, PMS. <laughs> Literally, though, I, it's, it's been really rocky. It's been, I, I've learned a lot about myself since starting therapy, as one does when they talk to some, like a professional and, and really like dive deeper. And, and honestly, it's, it's kind of, it's really great because we don't even really dive deep. It's like a question is asked and it just blossoms into this whole realization thing. And it's a beautiful process. Therapy, when you find the right person to talk to. Yeah. I am a therapy stan now. If you t- listen to other episodes, I was not a therapy stan. I, oh, girl, I've been forever. Things yeah. changed and it's great. I... It's funny because there have been other things not related to my dad's passing that have kind of changed in my life that I'm still adjusting to. And there are things in my like uh, nor- physical health, I guess, or just health in general that I'm dealing with. So I'm still adjusting to that as well. So it's like a roller coaster, like everything mm-hmm. is in life. So I'm dealing with that. I'm I'm adjusting to this new life thing. And then you have, hey, your dad's been gone for 10 years and you're just like recapping your life, recapping. I don't know. Like Holly, love you, Holly. And Jay, like losing a sibling is is one thing because you're like growing up with that person. But with my dad, it's like, the foundational because you know a parent they teach you all the foundational things you need to know in order to be an adult and live your own life and have your own family which you know I mean that's not in the cards for us right now but I just look back and I'm just like how did I get here? <laughs> like how did I get to this point how I reflected on all I mean I still do it today but like how did I how honestly did I wake up and keep going because I I not to be super down and depressing there are many days where I was just like why like what like what is the point like what 
and I, and I've, I found reasons to, you know, get out of bed clearly. Like we're doing this, we're talking about it, but I think it's important to know that like, just because I can get out of bed and record a podcast and talk about it, that doesn't mean I didn't go through it. That doesn't mean like shit was hard. I, there were days during this period of, in which I was taken off for the holidays, I would sit on my beanbag chair and that would be the extent of it. Like I didn't want to read. I didn't want to watch anything. I would just kind of just sit. If you're lucky, I had Spotify playing because bless the Spotify devs, but that I, I there it's like you're overstimulated without even having anything going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. I I've, I've been there there. I've had a period of depression for sure. Part of that was medication based um, because of med I was on, uh, but I've just been there as well, just like through an overdue grieving period where I just refuse to grieve, refuse to grieve. And then it's like too bad you're going to now. Um, but I have more so experienced that through anxiety where I am so overly anxious that I am not capable of doing anything else except laying there. And God love my husband he really took over during that time. There would be days, you know, this was when my kids were really young, um, where I was too anxious to do anything. So he would come home and house would be a mess. Dishes would not be done. I'd been in my pajamas all day, hadn't showered in two days, and I was just too anxious to do a thing. And he never said a word during that time. He was completely you know, I don't know that he was fine with it, but he was like, well, this is just how it is. And I'm going to support you how I can. Um, we love him. Know, we love him. We stand. <laughs> uh, but, you know, going back to you starting therapy, if you're someone who has really had no experience with therapy, you might have the impression that therapy fixes you and mm-hmm. you go and it makes you feel better. What you may or may not be aware of is that you go to therapy And you feel a lot worse for a long time because you are forced to look at these things in your life that you may have not thought about, locked out, may have not dealt with, talked about. Um, And while you're processing those feelings, you feel horrible (laughs) for a little bit. You feel more anxious. You feel more depressed. You may be crying more, grieving, and, you know, wading through that is ultimately worth it in my experience because it's necessary to take the time to feel but it's so damn hard during that process once you come out the other side you know there is healing but getting to that point of healing is really difficult you know I yeah it's worth it but it's hard yeah I usually I would, I would say probably 75, 90% of my therapy sessions, I either am crying or Mm -hmm. like, I am so mentally exhausted. The one thing that I told my therapist when we first started was I want you to make me feel uncomfortable. Like, I don't want you to I don't mean that in like a negative way. I just mean like, I want you to push my boundaries because if not, I'm not going to get to a point where I'm like sharing 
things that I should share or like the point of why I'm going. Mm -hmm. So I very much wanted her to like ask me questions that are just like, well, why is it like this? Or, you know, what happens, you know, when this happens or what was this like? And it's really revealing and really hard. And I won't, I mean, I'm obviously not going to dive into my, all of my therapy sessions, but <laughs> there comes a point where like, she would ask me something. I'd sit there and think about it for five minutes and I would not have an answer. And it's not, and it's purely because I was blocking something out or I genuinely, like you, you just miss time and you're just like, is this how was this how I grew up like was this how this thing happened like I just find myself so confused and so like reflective about it that I'm just I'm just too spent by the end of the session that I'm just like yep I'm gonna I can't even talk to human beings like I like Gimli that's that I talked to Gimli after my therapy sessions because I can't it's just, it's a lot. And I, I will say it, it has greatly benefited me. I will say not to put a lot of pressure on me going, but I, it doesn't magically give me motivation to do anything. I just think it gives me the hope that I will one day have the motivation to do something because she when I first started going, it was like I was doing content creation. I was doing this podcast regularly. I was doing all these things. And then the holidays hit and the days hit where I like it was just a little bit harder for me to to get out of bed in the morning. And, you know, but I've learned a lot about who I am as a person that I'll still do it. I think I was telling you we were texting a week or two ago I don't even know how long ago that was, it was like last week or something yeah. and I you were like how are you doing and I was telling you all these things and you were more concerned than I was because in my head I go I'm a responsible human being and I need to get things done so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deal with my issues mm -hmm. <laughs> like essentially I just shove myself aside and we're working on it. We're we're going to try to reprioritize ourselves in this new year. But that's the thing. Like sometimes it takes that outside perspective to be like, "Hey, what's happening is not normal." <laughs> I'm telling you it's not normal. Things that happened, I'm not talking about you, but like things that happened in your childhood, what so and so yeah. said, what so and so did, like was not normal because you lived it every day. Again, I'm not talking about you because you lived it every day. That didn't make it normal. It was still messed up. You know, it's like, um, sometimes you need that outside perspective from a therapist or a close friend or whoever to be like, just because it happened to you, just because you live it does not mean that that's functional and normal. And maybe it's time to take a second look at this. Yep. That's definitely me. I listen, I have one of those personalities where I don't, this is going to be so dark, but we're going to say it because I feel like maybe someone can relate to this in some way, shape or form. I'm the kind of person that 
I am too worried about other people to not be here anymore. Like I prioritize caring for literally everyone else in my life, working through it. We're getting there. It's fine. But I prioritize other people instead of myself. So I can be as down, depressed, anxious. I can be all those things. But if it does not serve the person I'm taking care of to be that way, I just shove it. And I just don't like I feel it. I acknowledge it. But I it's not going to work because I have to take care of so-and-so or I have to do this to get this done. And I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody else or if anyone else is like this, but that is where I'm at. My anxiety has gotten a lot worse over time, but a little by little, I'm doing things out of my comfort zone to help with some of the anxiety. Like I went to a movie theater last week. If you know me, you know, I don't feel safe in those spaces. I don't like being in crowds. I, yes, I know I go to theme parks, but it's a different, it's a whole different thing. We can have a conversation about that another day, but I went to a movie theater and I had to have something. I had to like mess with my hand. Like I had to have something in my hands the entire time, but I was able to enjoy a movie and not have my anxiety cripple me in that respect like I didn't have to walk out of the theater I have literally walked out of a theater and had to stand outside for a duration of a movie because I I couldn't handle it that's a very common thing I used to be like that I used to think like someone's gonna come and shoot up the theater someone's gonna like shoot me in the back of the head I used to think that's that's where I'm at super common a lot of people feel that way I and I don't like thinking that but the world is freaking scary, dude. And that's just where I'm, that's just where my anxiety lies, but I'm making strides to, I'm not saying I'm going to go to the movie theaters every week, but I can't, I didn't want to be at the point where I say no to an opportunity because of my fear. Am I fearful of plenty of other things? Yes, but we're, we're checking one off the list. <laughs> um. I'm talking to more people, like I'm like interacting with more people. I'm not kind of just staying in my own lane. Um, I, I'm just making little, little strides here. I will say that sometimes I feel like I'm talking to many people to distract myself <laughs> from my, whatever is going on in my life. Maybe that's partially true, but I anxiety anxiety I I don't know how people like it's insane the anxiety that I feel I can't imagine yours like I know every everyone's levels are different and everyone's stuff is oh tough. I'm medicated <laughs> <laughs> like I can't I uh like I said I've, I've been very vocal about being on medication and therapy it's I I did the combo of both for a long time I think both are equally important. You know, I, I heard the metaphor once, if you need glasses to see, you wear glasses. If you have a chemical imbalance, you take medicine to correct. And so um, there's such a against taking medication for mental health. 
it's a chemical imbalance. Your brain, like you can't help it. So I was on medication for about six years, five years. Um, <laughs> and then I stopped and for a long time I stopped because I'm like, it does not work for my body. It makes my migraines worse. I, because this is an SSRI, I therefore cannot take any SSRIs because they're all going to make my headaches worse. So I went six years and I didn't take any. And my mental health was getting worse and worse and worse, especially in 2019. I had something similar to what you are kind of going through now. I was never at the point where I didn't want to be here anymore, but I definitely was at a low, low breaking point where I was taking care of everyone else. I was a mom and I worked and that was it. I didn't know who I was and I was just overdoing. I lived for everyone else and not for me. Didn't have any hobbies. Um, yeah, I just had really no identity. Um, so it wasn't until a year later that I started medication, but I can say from my perspective that between starting therapy and going back on a different medication, because there's so many that you can try and your body's going to re react differently to each of them. Um, starting a different medication, it's Prozac if anyone cares. Uh, <laughs> it's changed my life. I am so different and it's amazing because what I realized is the anxiety that I had was making me depressed because it was all consuming and that anxiety and the weight of it consuming me every day was making me depressed. And I was not a good mom. I remember a very specific day where I'm not a drinker. I never have been, never think I will be, but I had one hard cider. That was, it. That was it. That's about all I drink anyway. I had one hard cider and I was like, relaxed and being the fun mom. And it was at that point after one cider that I was like, oh my gosh, if it takes me a drink to be a better mom for my kids, like something is wrong. So that's when I'm like, nope, nope. I emailed my doctor that day. I'm like, I need to get on meds. And I did. And like I said, it's, it has been like night and day and I'm a better, I'm a better person. I'm a better parent. I'm a better spouse. And, you know, combined with therapy which I've always been a proponent of. I, like you said, Steppers, finding the person that's good for you is a huge thing. And I think that that's another thing that people are like, oh, I tried therapy. I didn't like the person. It didn't work. Well, no, it's like finding the right pair of shoes. Like it has to be a good fit. I've had people who said, I don't know why you're here. Like, you know yourself well enough. Bye. I've had people who are like, you know, try taking a bath try going on walks as if I like, don't do that. Um, you know, you just got to try to find the right person. I do see a lot of myself in what you're going through right now. You're, I can see you kind of at your breaking point. And, you know, it, it's time to put yourself first. Because how can you be there for other people if you're not taking care of even your very like primal needs, like getting enough sleep, getting enough to eat, water, all those basic needs. 
water what's that like well right like <laughs> where's my I, water hey <laughs> i see the celsius that you drink <laughs> exposed i it's funny it's not funny but it's weird because i i think i was talking to jen i was talking to somebody about content creation honestly it might have been angie actually i was talking to somebody and I was telling them how I was feeling and I was giving like reasons, X, Y, Z, doing different things. And they were like, oh, you're burnt out. So I started doing less. I stopped streaming. Didn't really fix it. I stopped. I want to say I stopped posting every day on like Instagram. Didn't really do it. TikToks, I went from like three posts a day to one or two a day. Didn't really fix it. Now I'm at, I'm, I'm at nothing now. I mean, I'm recording this podcast, so I'm doing something. I think, and I buried myself in books. Instead of doing all that stuff, I buried myself in books and like watching shows and stuff. But I think... There comes a point, and I don't necessarily, I'm not sure what, where I'm at in terms of like medicating to help my issues. I, I don't know if I'm there. I don't know if that's something I'm interested in. I'm not it's telling so you. No, yeah, so I'm not personal. telling anybody to get on anything. I'm not, that's not what this is about, but mm-hmm. I think I've, I think I've gone to a point where I need to, and I'm working on it. I need to retrain my brain. There are certain things that, that happened in my day to day where I, a big thing that I suffer from is like anticipatory anxiety. Like I, I'm like five steps ahead. I'm like planning someone's like uh, reply to something I say, or like, if I'm going out with a friend, I'm worried about what they'll think of X, Y, Z. Like I get so in my head about, well, we just talked about it with this podcast. I was telling you, I was anxious about it all day. (laughs) Yeah. So finally I'm like, can we just do it now? (laughs) Yeah. Mind you, it is one o'clock in the after or two o'clock now, but for Angela, it is one o'clock and she's like, let's just do it now. Let's just, I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Like it worked out, but I, I get to a point where, especially if it's people that I don't really interact with on a normal basis, I'll have no appetite. I am very fidgety. I'm like playing, like messing with my hair a lot. I'm like doing a bunch, like I, I'm just so in my head and I saw like a TikTok or something like that the person, like it, it was like a two-person perspective thing and it's like you with your anxiety and then the person you're with that's just like literally thinking about like the color of the sky or something yeah like oreos (laughs) (laughs) it's just like that is so true but I can't it's not an easy switch to flip Mm -hmm. and that's something that I am working so dang hard 
to tell myself that we're all just freaking human. And this is, this only helps me for like my interactions with people that I like know. This doesn't help me with like situations. Like if my boss says, can we have a meeting? I'm still going to be like, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah, I'm getting fired. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm done. I can't. But like with my interactions with like friends and stuff or people that I'm like trying to be friendly with or, or, you know, whatever new people in my life, I'm very much like, I don't want to say that I put on a front because I really don't. And I think Alex can attest to this. I can, I can say Holly attests to this. Like everyone that I've met in person that I've originally connected with online. I think y'all know that like the person you usually get online is the person that I am in real life. And I try not to be anyone else. But I found that a lot of the things that make me me change when my anxiety is so high. Like usually I could put down some food. I won't eat. Like I get this weird thing and I know this is so weird, but I don't like going to the bathroom. Like if I'm at somebody's house for the first time, like I don't want to use your bathroom. Like I don't know your life. Like I don't. It just feels weird. I'm one of those awkward people. Just don't judge me. It is what it is. Where this is a safe space, but I just there are just like little things that I'm just like I don't know if I feel comfortable. I don't know if I feel like me in this moment, and I'm trying to tell myself or I'm trying to tell my brain that like, dude, these people are just normal human beings. You wouldn't be taking the time out of your day to hang out with them if you thought that they're they were any different or like any judgmental or whatever xyz thing i just can't i just can't turn it off like it's it's very hard for me to turn it off like i'm just always thinking about the other person never myself clear is there a theme i think there's yeah, a theme here just a little just just a little it's fine it's fine well, what would happen if you did think about yourself then I wouldn't be thinking about the other person and maybe I would be hungry and like not care as much you would you would think like that's like my thought process like maybe like we're sitting here having a chat and I don't like I don't worry about you judging me or like I don't worry about you oh man we're really having a therapy session here I don't worry about you judging me or rejecting my opinions or like I rejecting me as a human being you know what I'm saying I have issues y'all like fun fact we're human I have issues (laughs) did you know (laughs) we all do I I find that if I'm not 100% certain about a person that's when I'll be the most anxious but like how do you get to know a person when you're always living in this like high stress level it's not practical it's not it chemistry of your brain or something no it's 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 hard to get to know someone anyway especially if you're a little more introverted like you are (gasps) you know when I get to know someone especially now that I'm medicated I do (laughs) not care (laughs) I'm like if you don't like me you don't like me like sounds like an issue not an ish me (laughs) you know because that's the thing like not everybody's gonna like you for whatever reason and personality wise I can get along with pretty much anyone so I know like if they don't like me I'm like 
well, sounds like a personal problem then. <laughs> and also like, if someone's not nice to you that day, it normally means something is going on with them. They're having a bad day, you know, a family member is sick, someone cut them off driving. Like I, I grew up with parents that always tried to make me see like, well, what's going on in their life? Someone cuts you off. Maybe they're trying to get their wife to, you know, a doctor's appointment and they are waiting on biopsy results or whatever. They always try to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when someone's mean to me, I used to like, especially because I'm a water sign, I'm like really, really sensitive. I would, and I, and I have high anxiety. I'd be like, I'd think about it all day. They hate me. Why do they hate me? What did I do wrong? What did I say? And then I think all day about it. And I'm like, you know what? Unless someone comes up to me and says that they have a problem with me, I'm just going to assume that something's going on with them. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm not that special. And people really do not care as much about me. We're thinking about ourselves most of the time. If I, have, if I have a zit today and I'm like, oh my God, everybody's looking at my face. No, I'm not that special. People are looking at it, right past it, and then thinking about what they're going to make for dinner. No one cares. <laughs> I care. Yeah. So that's a perfect example of like what I'm trying to get, like that point I'm trying to get to myself, like across to myself, because it's like you are your own worst enemy. That's a, yeah. Like that's a great song, by the way. You should go listen to it if you don't know that song. But, um, I, I never, really acknowledged that I had that problem until I started talking to somebody and I mean my friends I love all of you I love every single one of you but there is something very objective of someone from the outside just hearing your perspective on life and what you're going through or whatever that really just validates your feelings and I don't know sorry but it's just true I she told me my therapist told me and like a couple of sections ago, she was just like, I told her about a situation that made me feel very like down or rejected or whatever. And she's like, what, how, why does that person's feelings like make you feel the way that you're feeling? Like, wouldn't that more reflect that person than you? That's not how she said it. She said it more eloquently and like better. She said it the therapist way. Correct. Yeah. And I was just like, you're right. But then it spiraled into a, I just take things personally kind of way. And I, I don't make anything about me unless it's a negative thing, essentially. Well, but anxiety is not logical and it's not rational. The so bitch. I'll tell Michael, I'm really anxious about something. And he'll be like, but blah, 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 logic, logic. And I'll be like, no, emotion, emotion, emotion. And he'll be like, but rational, rational, rational. I'll be like, no, feelings, feelings, feelings. And I'll we'll be like back and forth. I'll be like, logical, yes. Yeah. That does not translate though. Just it's because crazy. it's irrational does not mean I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Um, and even like telling you all those things about like, I'm not that special. No one actually cares. I had a moment at jujitsu where- I have not really trained in two months months because of my job, which we can get into. Um, and so I was back at essentially a competition class for the first time in two months. I was feeling so self-conscious, so anxious, 
So I told one of my friends and she's like, I'm going to tell you what my husband told me. No one cares about how you are doing. And I'm like, thank you. This is exactly what I tell other people, but I needed someone to say it to me. And like, it just completely shifted my perspective because sometimes you just need someone to say you're not that special. And it sounds like something that would ruin your self-esteem, but it's so true. Like no one's looking at you. People are narcissistic. They're thinking about themselves. That's, that's very valid point. I don't think I'm there yet, but But in a way, in a way, like you say you think about others, which is very true. I do. You're thinking about how the actions of others make you feel. In some regards, yes. And in some regards, I'm just like, well, yeah, I, I just literally do not prioritize myself in most situations it's two different things yes it's taking care of yourself before others and how the actions and words of others make you feel it's two separate things now I have been in both places I'm like a decade older than you so I've kind of been through this journey different but the same so where do you go from here now for me, Back to therapy. <laughs> for me, it looked like going to therapy. This was before I even started meds because as we talked about, it's a very personal choice and people have to decide if it's for them, if it's worth the potential side effects or switching meds, depending on the side effects, you know, it's so personal. Um, but for me, it involved trying different hobbies because I didn't know who I was anymore you know, I was an actress, I was a singer, you know, it's like, didn't really have time for that anymore. So it involved trying different hobbies, seeing what stuck, what didn't. It involved, I did read a few self-help books and I'm like, great, I'm the self-help book girl now, but a few of them helped. It involved making time for myself every day. And that made a huge difference. Every day I would write three things that I would do for myself every day. And it was something like, I think at the time it was like a gratitude journal. It was studying a language for 15 minutes. And I think it was maybe exercising for 20 minutes, but I, why are we always the first person to break a promise to that? We break a promise to, we always break a promise to ourselves first before anyone else. So I'm like, no matter what, I will do these three things for myself. And I went to bed early. That was amazing. I'd get in bed at like seven and then just do whatever I wanted, which is not the reality for a lot of people, but this was during the pandemic. So I could do that, (sighs) but it looks different for everyone. That's just what it looked like for me. But doing something for myself every day was the big game changer. So what can you do for yourself every day? For no one else. That's a question because I feel like, and this isn't a cop out. I just feel like I could tie everything that I currently do to someone else. Then it's not for you. I was not learning. I was not learning a language for anyone else except myself not exercising for anyone but myself 
And like exercise for 20 minutes can be like walking, dancing, whatever. Um, in my experience, I would sometimes do like videos. I, I'm just rambling at this point, but the point is, is the thing that I did did not have ties to anyone else for anyone else. Yeah. The, the things that I typically do for myself, I feel like a lot of them have some sort of other tie to it, depending on the specifics of the thing. This this is going to sound corny. Sorry if you're listening and you're like cringe, but I think this podcast has always been the one consistent thing for me because I don't tie it to like my worth as like a creator or as a human or I don't like I'm not trying to impress anybody with it. I'm just literally wanting to sit here and talk to my friends about whatever the heck we're going to talk about that day. Do I want Am I like yearning for more of a routine with it now that I'm trying to get back into the swing of it? Yes, but that's still just for me. I think reading can be for me, but I can't say every time I go to pick up a book, it is strictly just for myself. Sometimes I'm doing it so I can talk to my friend about it or trying to catch up with my friend or read a book that's like, I. there's some external pressures that can come with that. Video games are definitely not just for me. I use it as a way to like engage with my friends. And so then I'm just like, all right, well, what else do I have? Well, maybe that's what you are going to start <clears throat> your little self-exploration on. Like I picked up the ukulele for a little bit. Was it for anybody else but myself? No. Uh, that didn't last long because I did not have a ton of time to learn the ukulele, but I, I loved it while I was doing it. Now my daughter kind of plays with it. Um, it doesn't have to be a ton of time. It can be 15 minutes, but making that time, knowing you're putting yourself first does make a huge bit of difference because it's knowing like I'm worth making time for. <gasps> yeah. But it's nothing, mm. but just sit with it and try new oh, things. I have to. Yeah. yeah. I have to sit with it. I don't, the, I well, know that it, people are listening are just like, I, some people are just like, it's so like, just do it. Like, just like, who cares what other, about other people? Like literally choose yourself, whatever, whatever. That is the hardest thing someone with my brain can comprehend right now. What are some things, whether it's skiing, dancing, whatever, that you've always wanted to try in the back of your brain that you're like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Or like, I would, I could never do that. Like, you know, snorkeling, uh, scuba diving, anything that you're like, I've, I've always wanted to try this African drumming, like anything. I don't think I have a thing. Maybe learn an instrument. Maybe I'd have to sit with it. I don't know off the top of my head, anything that I'm just like, I would never, you could teach yourself piano. You could Jackson's learning piano. You could keyboard. You could start learning piano and think, what are some beautiful songs that you can learn? You know, you could learn Bell Bella's Lullaby from Twilight. Are Actually, you in a Twilight phase right now? Is that no? I just it. I just remembered that I know how to play that on the piano, <laughs> so I just said it. I'm like, yeah, I knew that at one point. Twilight's coming back in style. It, I mean, it is. Gonna, I just, I, it's 
I think people think it's like retro and that makes me feel really old. Makes me feel old. Anyway, sit with that because you are worth making time for. And man, I tell you, especially when you're feeling anxious or depressed, addressing your basic needs, it's like, oh shit, I was hungry. Oh my God. I was, I needed a nap. Makes a huge difference. Naps are great. We're all just toddlers at the end of the day. We just get hangry and need naps and cuddles. You're not, you're not wrong. I, um, I think a lot of what I need to do next for myself is figure out what like self-care for myself looks like, because there are the generic things you could do, but not everything scratches the itch for lack of a better Mm -hmm. term. So we'll, we'll ponder on that. Yeah. You sit with it. I'll, I'll literally sit with it for the rest of today. It's like, let me tell you, this is like a therapy session. I'm just having, having a lot of thoughts and emotions flowing right now. Now you go through the processing afterwards. We love a process. Yeah. This is what I've learned today in class. Yeah. (laughs) I'll expect an essay by the end of the week. Absolutely not. You'll get a double space size 26 font. Oh, oh speaking of, I need to know, I, I've, we've talked a lot about emotion and like things. I need to know what's been going on in your life because, oh gosh, my life, like you said, no social media, really. When I do no. see you on social media, it's not very like telling it's nothing, you know, like no. you used to do. And so. just know that like, if you are DMing me on Instagram, I am 100% not looking at it. I <laughs> Like Instagram makes me very anxious when I see the messages. So I'm like, nope, not looking at it. Can't, can't do it. Instagram DMs, Facebook messages have always, always given me huge anxiety. So I am just avoiding it. Um, I am working towards a work-life balance at the moment. Uh, I have decided I'm in the process of getting my special education licensure. doing it doing it kind of a backwards way it's called licensure via portfolio and it's for people who already have a degree a bachelor's degree um and they're able to get their teaching license uh by creating a portfolio in the specializations whatever that they want whether that's you know elementary ed special education art whatever So I'm doing it that way. I have realized in the process that some people are fine with me doing this. And some educators think I'm like not a real teacher by doing it this way. Um, Whatever, teach their own. But uh, what that means for me is doing a lot of on-the-job learning and training. I love that. And... In the process, I have been, I have my own classroom right now because I am taking a long-term sub job in a uh, high needs classroom. And there are a lot of behaviors in it and it has been a huge learning curve. I feel like I'm putting out fires every day, but I, I'm being forced to really use my creative juices and being really collaborative with the other teachers 
And as hard as some days can be as far as like very mentally taxing and emotionally draining and really heartbreaking at times, uh, this week was the first week that I cried. Just something, something happened that was really heartbreaking to me. And I just, after it happened, I went to the principal's office and cried alone in there. Um, as mentally exhausting as it can be, it's also really rewarding. Every day is different. I love the kids. I love that you get to look at the child for the child and not where they are academically. And you get to cheer for their accomplishments, their personal accomplishments and their social accomplishments and not their academic accomplishments. I was not the smartest kid. I was average, um, except in math where I was just super shitty. And (laughs) I went to a college prep school. So I was amongst a lot of smart kids. So I was kind of, I was just like stupid. I was looked at as stupid and I was made to feel stupid. And to be able to look at a kid as more than just like where you are in testing score is really, really cool. So I'm really loving it. I can see myself doing it in the future. Obviously, I'm getting my licensure. Um, but doing that full time and then coming home and then coaching jujitsu three times a week is very exhausting. So I'm trying to find that work-life balance. As most of you know, I've worked from home up until this point. So uh, I've been able to kind of do that and coaching very easily. And just the nature of the job, like I said, is exhausting mentally. So I, I think I'll adjust, you know, especially since I'm learning and doing at the same time. Once I've got it, you know, more or less down, some things will get a little easier. Um, but I do think it'll always be challenging, but rewarding. I don't know. Ask me in a year when it's all done and I got my license. Maybe I'm like being overly optimistic right now. And by the end of it, I'll be like, no, it's still hard. But I, um, yeah, we'll see. Something that you said that is very much goals for me is that you find like your journey rewarding like where you're at right now like you you are enjoying it for what you know for what you're doing and and you find it rewarding and I I think that like our generation is very or my generation whatever like we're in a very grindy culture right now where we're just like going to work to get the money to put food on the table to pay your bill like we're we're just kind of in this vicious circle mm-hmm. And in this vicious circle, I'm very much like, do I feel like my job is rewarding? Do I do I find my hobbies rewarding? Like, am I fulfilled? Right. And I'm not, I'm not like miserable. Like, I feel like there are people that like are, you know, working 60 hour weeks, uh, 80 hour weeks that are just like not living their best life. And there are some that work 60, 80 hour weeks that are like, wow, this is so rewarding. I love doing what I do. Uh, couldn't be me. Um, I, I'm a 40 hour a week in and out kind of girl, but I want something rewarding. Like that makes me feel like fulfilled. I think that's what I want. And I feel like I'm always looking for that. But look at me. I'm, I'm going to be 34. Yeah, look, I mean, like You're it fine. took me this long to find my passion. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that's, that's after being in the workforce since I was 
22, 23. And I'm just like now getting there. And it's, it is kind of ironic because my whole childhood, I always wanted to be a teacher. I would always play teacher. And then here you are when it came time to like choosing what I want to do. I'm like, no, I don't want to be a teacher. Like that's dumb. And then here I am, you know, a decade later. So that just shows that what you wanted to be when you were a kid, you're meant to be. Steffers, what do you want to be when you're a kid? Teacher or pediatrician? Maybe you're going to be a doctor. Let's see. Maybe you're going to go back and be a doctor or a PA. Totally do it. I'm shaking my head no for the people who are listening to this audio. <laughs> audio only. You um, never know. You, you really, you don't know. You really don't. And I... I thought about it and I keep trying to figure out what I want to do. And at this point, I'm just like, whatever's going to happen what is going to happen. I know what I'm good at. And I just don't know if what I'm good at correlates to what I'm passionate about. So we'll see. We'll see where the, where the ride takes us. But you know what? There are also the kind of people like you, where you do not live to work. You work to live. And that is totally fine. I think, I mean, the whole living to work is such an Americanized thing, especially when you go to places like Spain, where they have the three hour lunches and then they work into the evening. You know, it's, it's only really here. I've never been out of the country, but I, I know that they do it differently. I know. Do you want to go to Tokyo Disney? Should we go to Japan? Are we, I think uh, my husband would not be happy if I went to Japan without him. Okay. Well, that is his problem. (laughs) Fine. We'll go somewhere else. (laughs) Listen, I do have a bucket list of places I do want to go. I just haven't gone yet. Why not? Because of this boy that's sitting behind me that has separation anxiety. You try leaving him for an extended period amount of time. Well, you know what? Make him a service dog and bring him with. Absolutely not absolutely not <laughs> i would be apologizing every day every minute you'd be and, like no. sorry he's my he's my needy only child he's my borky high maintenance separation anxiety filled boy yes i love oh him to death gosh, but you're the neediest kid <laughs> he's a little extra i'm really happy for you though i i'm gonna stop asking like create content creation like i'm just gonna i think i think that chapter of your life is uh it's just not about it right now. I don't, I mean, it's not right now. Um, I honestly do not have the time. It is wild. I, yeah, I don't have the time. I am needing a Disney trip. It was very nice. Oh, I guess I don't, I, we didn't really even talk about it. I went to Disneyland in January for one day. Yes, you did. Uh, to downtown Disney, did not do DCA, which... I want to do Disneyland again, DCA and Universal. That's mm-hmm. like huge bucket list for me. And then I did Alani um, in January. I brought my kids this time, which love them to death. But my husband and I are like not bringing them next time. <laughs> love them. But like mom and dad will go to Hawaii next time without the kids. They had a great time though. Um, I'm glad. Sounds yeah. like a dream. They had a fantastic time and it was good. We laid uh, Michael's brother's ashes, which was why we brought them. And we brought my parents and Michael's um, dad and stepmom. And it was, yeah, it was fantastic. But uh, 
you know, when, when you bring your kids, you can't really do the, uh, the paddle boarding with the sea turtles. I mean, I suppose you could, can't really go do the, uh, zip lining, the more adventurous stuff. I did try to swim with the sharks, uh, with one ocean diving, but the day I went out, the swells were so high that we couldn't dive. And I was so sick. <laughs> I, I was like, this is it for me. Like, I'm not getting off this boat. I was starting to panic because I was just stuck and I felt so horrible. And I'm like, this is it. Like, this is where it ends. It was horrible. But you made it. So I here did. We are. So but now we can I can try again. Yeah, we well, you decide where we go. Okay. Are we like anywhere in the world or are we sticking to the U.S. right now? Let's go like, are we stamping there. the passport? Okay. Yeah, let's stamp the passport. Well, let's do well, it. I haven't been. I, I have the passport. I've just never been anywhere. So Disneyland Paris. You can do that. We can do that. He won't want to go there. Okay, let's do it then. That'd be fun. Okay. Offline. We're going to we're going to go chat about uh, this trip to, to Paris <gasps> that we're going to do. We can do a trip planning series on the podcast. We, we could, but we should probably discuss this offline first and okay, like fine. figure, well, we got to figure out. Okay. A we'll find it. We'll pick out a trip first. Okay. Sounds okay. good. Sounds good. All right. Um, do you want people to stalk you on the internet? Like, no, I'm never about? there. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for chatting with me. Um, our little coffee. Well, I don't have coffee. Our little, I do. Okay. A little coffee chat with Angela Dahlgren. As always, it's great, but that's where I've been. Sorry if this was a little bit of a downer app, but I wanted to bring y'all up to speed and tell you what's been going on with life. Yeah, they can and get over it. You can be happy a different episode. I'm happy in next week's episode. Next week's episode, um, talking to Ponyo about his trip to Disney and Universal. And he went to Islands of Adventure solo. He did a lot of cool things and he got to be in a Disney wedding, which we talked about for like two seconds, but that's fine. Like it, it was a great experience. So we'll, we'll chat with you about that next week, but thanks for sticking around. If you're, if you're still here, thank you. Uh, you can stalk me on the internet, uh, adventures with stuffers on TikTok and Instagram. It's stuffers on Twitter, but I don't really use it. So I Instagram and TikTok is probably the better option for you. Um, and I know I recorded episode 52 first before 51. I don't think I'm going to stream anytime soon. So we're not going to plug that. So we'll call this we... season two. This is the Are launch we... of season two. Se- yeah. Season... Sure. Season two stuffers. Yeah. That's of the podcast. We're, our new... we're a new era of adventures. Yeah. Era, stuffers. Um, but you can uh, subscribe and like this video on YouTube and do the bell thing and all those, whatever those cool YouTubers say, you know that. Um, and then we'll catch you on the next one and then the following one. And then hopefully I'll have more lined up because we're planners in this house. But thanks, Angela, for being great and being here and chatting with me about things that are kind of tough to talk about in most capacities. So. We love that. Um, oh, be kind to yourself and to each other. Make good choices. And um, there was something, there's another piece of advice that I had. Oh, love yourself. Be kind to yourself and love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll catch you on the next one. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.